I will be proud to lead you wonderful guys into battle anytime, anywhere. That's all. strikes spores kicks and fires he struck him out looking it's over it's over the rangers have won the world series ranger fans you're not dreaming the rangers are the world series champions where are we at in society today come after me i'm a man i'm 40 appreciate that question it's the miracle on ice it's Tiger in 05. It's history in the making. This is the Drake Toll Show. And in breaking Baylor news, Dave Aranda, after a 3-9 and nine season, has been fired. At least that's what the headline should have read, and it's what it did read if you got the email from Sikkim365. <laughs> Uh, turns out he has not been fired. Has not been fired. He is retained as the Baylor. We got breaking news here, Aaron. Oh, that's it. It's the oh, day. That's, it's the yeah, day right. Right. That's, that's just the one. <laughs> I, I didn't want people to be confused by the headline on that website. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's that Dave Aranda will be the Baylor head coach next season, and he's gonna fire the offensive coordinator that he fired for the other offensive coordinator that he fired, and he's gonna demote the defensive coordinator that he hired to be the defensive coordinator for the defensive coordinator that he fired. At what point have we fired enough enough assistant coaches to look around and go, maybe it's the head coach? Yeah, it feels like there is one factor in all of these, right? How many, one guy who sticks around through all of those scenarios. How many assistants can we fire before we think, you know what, maybe Dave Aranda has something to do with this. I love the mentality of Dave has come to the podium, to the podium, and says, I am not good at NIL. I can't give one player more money than another. And also, I haven't done a very good job in the transfer portal. All things considered, I'm going to fire the assistants. Does that make any it's sense so to you? It's so poetic, isn't it? Does that make any sense it's to you? It's just so poetic. And the way he talked about NIL, too, which we discussed at length on this program, was essentially saying, I don't want the responsibility of being a head coach. It makes me uncomfortable. Yes. That's what he said. So yeah, all take, that's what take, he the, said. take the record part completely out of it, because that's a big part of it. Let's, let's take the fact that they just had their third losing season in four years. Aaron? Let's take out the fact that there was 10 people at the game the other night. Just that part. And he's like, yeah, let's run this back. And I don't want to misquote Coach Aranda, but this is pretty close. I know you all heard it. Both of you heard it, too. He said he's uncomfortable with the transactional aspect Mm -hmm. of college football. Well, guess what? That's the biggest part now. It's literally the biggest part. I think it's so great. Like Walmart hired a new CEO. Guy comes out first thing he says at the podium. I don't really like transactions. (laughs) 
Um, this bit, this capitalism bit, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's gonna last. Not a big. He's just found out the manager of the Walmart store makes more than the cashier, and he is living. Hates that. He is li- Well, they both work hard. Gail Lewis makes double what the greeter. They makes. both work the same, and and Dave has tried to tell us every in every podium press conference. He tries to tell us, I can't, I can't. It's a cry do for it. help. I can't. And Mac Rhodes, just weekend at Bernie, wheels him right back out there on the football field. <laughs> By golly, you're going. Get through. out there and you're going to coach. You're going to coach this team. Um, honestly, I think Gail Lewis, next offensive coordinator at Baylor University, might go well. Loyal. If you are a living, breathing, biotic person who exists and is considered an offensive coordinator on a college football staff and Dave Aranda calls you, do you chuckle slightly? Do you just like... What is this dude calling me for? Just to fire me in a couple years? I mean, yeah, that's essentially what you have to think now of, man, am I going to get any say in this thing? And I mean, there's no way I was going to say, how is it going to end? It's not going to end well. You're going to get canned. Yes, in a year. You're you're going to get one year. Dave takes uh, Jeff Grimes, who was one of the most sought after assistants at the time. Yeah. Like, could have been a head coach at the time. Instead, takes the same position at Baylor that he had at BYU yeah. and turns them around in season one and two straight years of the offense not really being the problem. And then he's gone. He's the scapegoat of this. Yep. One of them. Two five four six six two sixteen sixty. The CMC Auto Group phone line is open. The CNC Collision text line is open. It's the same number. Two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Dave Aranda will say the head coach of Baylor football. Um, let's let's start here. Thesis. Start here. Overarching thirty thousand level view. We're going to talk Mac Rhodes over the course of the show. Jeff Grimes, Matt Powledge. There are people in this equation who I feel terribly bad for that Dave Aranda just pulled in to say, you know what, eh, I'm going to fire you too. For you, if you're Mac Rhodes, and this was a decision that even Matt Mosley thought was obvious, that Dave yeah. Aranda would be gone yeah. come the open of the Drake Toll Show today. If you're in that position, how do you not fire him? Because I'm, like, I'm moving on. And, and we talked about it during the game on Saturday. And to put my Mac Rhodes mask on, I'm down on the sideline. It's cold, rainy night, and I look out there, and there's probably more people in the Baylor club than out in the Baylor, in the stands at McLean Stadium. Baylor club, a great place, by the way. Great place. No, no, no. No shade on them. Do you understand why they're in the Baylor club? Yeah, yeah. But you look out, you see that, you see that your team is fighting and clawing, which is great, but to go four and eight, and... You say, and, and they blow it, by the way. They completely blow it. Great effort by the kids, sure. But they completely blew the game. And to then say, let's do this again. Yeah. I, I believe in this guy. Yeah. One more go around. I, I just, I can't but, but, fathom it. Three losing seasons in four years. The only one that was the losing season was great. Maybe the best Baylor season ever. Right? But ever since, it's been his locker room and his coach's room and all his guys in there. It's been terrible. But Cameron, there's so many young players. Got to give the guy a chance, right? There's yeah, so many by young the way, guys. By the way, that you are right, and Mac is right, and Dave is right on the young players that played this year, and it's a, but Cameron, it should be a good so foundation. Many young players. But why are there so many young players on the field? Bingo. This if, is year four. This is not Matt Rule coming in year one, and he's got to bring in a whole team back before the transfer portal. 
and that's why there's a bunch of young players. No, yeah. there's a bunch of young players because this guy couldn't recruit and couldn't get in the transfer portal and has admitted as much several times now that he didn't do a good job. And there's nothing that proves since then he has done a good job. I mean, there's been some flashes of talent on the field this year, but they lose more blue chip recruits than they get. This is all. This all falls back to the head coach. Am I? Am I wrong, Aaron? No. And then that's another thing that. And this is. Well, there's no. There's no easy way to say it. But if you're talking about young talent on the roster, you're still talking about a roster, top to bottom, that was uncompetitive in almost yep. half their games. Yep. And half their games weren't against great teams. TCU was a bad team. They were uncompetitive. Texas Tech is maybe average, and they were uncompetitive. So it's a little tough to sell people on the future. And Tim, I was thinking about this on the way over here. I was listening to the press box. They were talking about that Baylor win at UCF. Remember that, Drake? Yes. Got 28 points that game. Was it a 26-point fourth quarter to win? Is there unconscious or subconscious, not unconsciously, back to weekend at Bernie's, subconsciously, how much is that win playing into this? Like, if they lose that game, as it should have gone, and maybe they only lose it by 20 or 17, then you're looking at 2-10 and 10 without this one great moment of the year. Did that game almost save him, in a way? Because we remember it. We remember how great no. it was. We, rem- we showed some potential no. of what this team could be. No. I told Matt the same okay, thing. Okay, I if, just subcon- I told Matt the same thing. If Baylor goes 2-10, and 10, they're still not firing him. They just told you they don't care they don't about care. winning. They just told you they don't care. There's a standard. My question is, what's your standard? Two and ten? Three and nine? What what line did we eclipse here just enough to hold on to this? And and, and that it, to me, that to me, that that last since Art Briles started winning here twelve years ago or so, that has been what Baylor's need to needed to build in order to keep bringing in top head coaches of every coach that comes here finds a way to win and they don't accept anything less at Baylor. They know where they're, where Baylor is at right now. They know they've got the resources. Uh, they've got the support to not accept where they were again. But here we are accepting where we were 20 years ago. And I want to I want to go back to your point about young players and Dave Aranda being here for four years. That is him coming to the podium making an excuse that's his own fault. Yep. He is coming yep. and saying, oh, well, we got a lot of young guys, a lot of young talent. Dave, you were here four years ago and won a Sugar Bowl. You had the, the ability to bring in older talent in the transfer portal mm-hmm. and not have a young team. It's your organization. Yeah, well, we got a lot of young talent, a lot of young guys. You know, we don't, we don't have enough, which is the same thing as saying we don't have a lot of good upperclassmen. That's the exact same thing as yep. saying that. Yeah. And whose fault is that? You're just pointing back to yourself in this. Two five four six six two sixteen sixty CMC Auto Group phone line is open. Tony, welcome back to the Drake Toll Show. Thanks for having me again, guys. Good to hear from you, Tony. I can only imagine you are so happy to hear that Dave Aranda's tenure is lasting yet another year. Uh, uh no. I, once again, I'm trying to be positive. I mean, if we at least celebrate Richard Reese's two <laughs> Saturday night. Yes, um, Richard can. Reese for we'll offensive coordinator. So, once again, I, I hate to monologue in our guy. So, my dad, I mentioned, is a huge Baylor fan. You know, not not a graduate, but just he's a Baptist minister, so he's always been a huge Baylor fan. Um, just loves, you know, I guess what I guess what they used to stand for. They've kind of hit the weeds now, but that's I'm not trying to get on air to diatribe about 
um, theological issues. Um, long story short, we went to the TCU game about four or five years ago. I don't know if you guys remember this. That was about 38 degrees and just pouring down rain. It was a miserable game. Um, it was just literally punt after punt after punt after punt. Ended up going to overtime. I think it was like 10-10 or something, and TCU ended up winning. My dad and me, mostly like, I ended up right out of there, except through that entire game. Miserable as all get out, and probably one of the worst games as far as just a weather standpoint that I've ever gone to. Um, and so that's kind of the guy that my dad is. I want to try to set the story here. So my dad Saturday morning texts me, hey, I don't think I'm going to go to the game. I would rather watch this from the house. Um, so, Which is what that, all of us will be doing for every game next year. Pretty much, so yeah. Going out there. Fortunately, I think my dad will still buy season tickets just because he, he will still try to go to a game or two. But, yeah, my dad, who's the most hardcore, like I mentioned before, he's the kind of guy that'll sit there through all 60 minutes, regardless of what the score is, 45 to 7, you know, one way or the other. He's going to be there for all 60 minutes. And he texted me Saturday morning and said, hey, I, cause he, had, he had invited me. Of course, I was like, oh, thanks for nothing, Dad. Uh, but, yeah, he texted me about Saturday morning about 1130. said, hey, I just I don't think I'm going to drive up there and watch the game. I, I don't, I don't want to watch this. Um, and so that is, I'm sure, how a lot of Baylor Nation's feeling, unfortunately, right now. And that's really, really sad. And I hope that I don't hope for anything, I guess. I have no hope uh, as far as um, our brother got him on my head. As far as um, Aranda still being there. And I, I guess that, like you mentioned, I guess that Mac Road doesn't care about winning. And that's that's the only thing that I can well, there, there, there's a standard, Tony, and everybody's got to believe in it and buy in. And fans should not give up here. There's a standard. That well, that's standard what is telling us. Yeah, it's just three and nine. We've we, this is the standard. We that's what we've been told. Tony Bear Games question of the day before we get you out of here. Would you have moved on from Dave Aranda? And Harvey. Yep. Thank you. Good call, Tony. You. Appreciate Always it, Tony. Have a great have a great day, guys. Yeah, you too. I think we've heard a lot of that that kind of story, by the way, of guys who are just. I mean. Who, Take it for what take it with a grain of salt. We hear it on Facebook and Twitter, but a lot of people saying, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not ruining the season tickets. I'm not giving money to this program. And I think that's, that's I think that's an okay I think that's a fine thing to do. By the two two things on that. Number one, with tuition being fifty four thousand dollars now, your money won't be missed. Number two, just buy tickets for fifteen bucks. Yeah. Don't pay a thousand dollars for season tickets. Work smarter, not harder. Just buy buy single game tickets for fifteen bucks on StubHub next year or a dollar, which is what it was last week, mm-hmm. and just keep keep on keeping on, brother. We got Ryan on the CMC Auto Group phone line. Ryan, what's going on? Oh, just frustrated, man. Just yeah. really frustrated mm. about the direction of this program. Ryan, I, as we air grievances today, and it's it's an overreaction Monday, but I don't. I think it's tough to overreact when a guy goes three and nine, has a bottom sixty recruiting class in the country, has. Uh, obviously lost the fan base and for good reason these games mostly weren't competitive what do you make of this i mean how do you how do you keep going well mainly the the thing that i look at is baylor scored 277 points last year that's tied for i think byu worse than the big 12 we gave up 400 points that is worse than the big 12 by far yeah we obviously i'm pretty sure set a record for home losses in a season i'm thinking baylor's ever had an opportunity to lose seven home games. Mm. I just don't understand how Mac Rhodes 
looked at all that collectively and said, well, well heck yeah, man, let's run that back. Like the logic just, but, but Brian, we're firing the assistants again, but this time that we fire the assistants, it's going to work. The assistant is going to want to come here. Yeah. If they know it's just basically a lame duck position. No, like, you know, I hadn't thought of that. I, I, I feel like there's a good chance Aranda gets fired by the fifth game next year. I don't think any decent offensive coordinator that they described with head coaching experience is really going to want to come. And the only reason you'd want to is knowing Dave Aranda will be fired at one and four. You can do one of the heroic things where the interim coach leads a team to a bowl game and gets the head coaching nod. The Northwestern guy just yep. got the, just got yep. the ticket. That's Remind the me only, of Ed Orgeron back in the day at USC. Be yep. the only reason you'd exactly. want to do that. I, I, Ryan, then as a fan, right? Because, I, look, I love Baylor. I went to Baylor. I just graduated from Baylor. I still want to root for Baylor. How do I do that? How do I root for this after you just slapped me in the face and said, yeah, three and nine, we're good. Let's keep going. I, man, it's tough, but all I can say is just think of the players. Just, yeah. I, I'm not cheering for the coaches yeah. anymore. You know, I have personal relationships with a lot of those guys. A lot of those guys are my friends. I'll be in McLean on Saturday to cheer for those guys, and I'll, I'll be watching away games on TV to cheer for those guys. But yeah, it's 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 just difficult. Yep, Ryan, would you have Bear Games question of the day? Would you have moved on? I would definitely have moved on. Yep. Yeah, I was. I was I would have moved on after the Kansas State game last year. That was at that point mm. that was when I that would have been my breaking point. Love it. Ryan, thank you for your call on the Drake Toll Show. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you having me on. Yes, sir. Lighten it up on the CNC collision text line and right here on the uh on the CMC Auto Group phone line. When we come back, Mac Rhodes has released a state of the program, state of the union hmm, for Baylor football. And I'll tell you what, it's tough to disagree with most of it because they're just soft softball easy hitter questions with the same answer you'd always get of you know hey we trust our guys we trust ourselves but then there's that last nugget that last answer that grinds my gears this is the drake toll show scott drew and the bears on espn central texas the Bears back home in the Farrell Center on Tuesday, hosting the Nichols Colonels. 6.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 7 p.m. tip-off Tuesday. Baylor Bear Basketball with Pat and John all season long. Here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Richard Carr, Buick, GMC, how lovely are your SUVs? Oh, Richard Carr, Buick, GMC, I love the trucks you have for me. Strong and tough with luxury, room for all my family. Oh, Richard Carr, Buick, GMC, you are the dealership for me. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Voss. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. Road trip. 
take a road trip to Genco. Skip your car payments for 70 days. Refi your vehicle. Drop your rate. Every closed loan is entered for a chance to change their loan rate to 0%. Rates as low as 5.69% APR for 48 months. Apply online for an additional discount of 0.15% off your loan. Last chance of the year to get your best rate. Membership eligibility and loan policies. For more information, go to GencoSCU.org. Member NCUA. Genco. Nobody covers football in Central Texas like ESPN Central Texas. Waco Jewelers has exciting news. Our 75% off sale event is back. Yes, you heard it right. 75% off almost everything in the store. Get huge savings on GIA certified diamonds, beautiful wedding rings, and wedding bands. Be sure to view our exclusive bridal selection from Gabriel & Company, New York. Each piece a work of art. Plus, no interest financing available and trade-ins are welcome. And we'll see you here at Waco Jewelers. Under the spinning diamond. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they will also come to you for vehicle pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty at CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cnccollisioncenter.com, and find them on Facebook. Don't go through another year with that awful joint pain. Call QC Connects right now. Make 2024 the year you go back to living normal life again. Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. QC Connects can give you your life back. The nation's leader in regenerative medicine. These are all natural treatments that can repair and restore that damaged tissue, giving you pain-free movement again. If you have pain from an old injury or pain associated with arthritis, you need to check this out. The future of medicine is here. Regenerative treatments from QC Kinetics. Make the call now so you can get the most out of 2024. Get back to doing what you love. And don't forget, you can use your HSA and FSA funds. Call QC Kinetics for free consultation. 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. QC Kinetics. 254-415-4100. Did I did I did I kiss all the cowboys last night? Shelly West was born the same month my dad was. Shelly West, same month, same year, huh? Yep, May nineteen fifty eight. Your dad and Shelly West. It took me a while, honestly. It took me about ten times hearing that song to know that was a woman. Is she still with it? I, I don't know. Maybe it's uh, not that. I mean, sixty five. It's not. Yeah, sixty five is not bad. Shelly West. Bill still has it. Hear me out. No, no, no. Mac Rhodes came out with a state of the program today where he sat down with Jerry Hill, Baylor Bear Insider, who works for the university. Mm -hmm. He works for the university 
meaning he is he can't ask everything that he might actually want to ask. The questions have to be pretty scaled back. They have yeah. to be. Yeah. You can't be a journalist. You you've just got to be I mean you're you're a PR, you're the front of PR for Baylor Athletics when you are the the writer for Baylor.edu. Mm-hmm. And they're all softball normal, you know, lob them up questions. Why should this why does this make sense to anybody and they label it a look forward on football with Mac Rhodes. Very simple. First Which question. I think by the way, just yeah. so fans know, and we said this uh during the post-game presser on Saturday, you are not going to hear from Dave Aranda yeah. until will he do something after the spring game? or When are you next going to hear from the, him? We will not hear any words come out of Dave Aranda's mouth. Not a single word out of Dave Aranda's mouth until probably April, until they start practicing yeah. for the spring game. Two weeks before the spring game is when we'll... So I, and I looked over to you and I said at the press conference on Saturday, this is the last time we'll see Dave yep. Aranda. He's about, no matter what decisions he makes, he will not have to speak for them. No matter what decision the university makes, Dave Aranda will not have to speak for them. He won't say a word to any camera, to any microphone, to any person. You won't know crap about anything going on with Dave Aranda in this program and, for months. And, like, I don't mind hearing directly from Mac Rhodes as the guy who made this decision, but you would like to hear from the head coach at some point. And more so, what you're not going to get in this, which we'd like to hear, is love to hear a plan. I know Matt, our friend Matt Mosley loves hearing about the plans. Yes. But, like, can we have some tangible like evidence or reasoning as to how this is going to get better. Yeah. Oh, oh, we fired the assistants again. That's the plan. That's, that's the plan. That's not my, really good. And enough. my <laughs> question is before we even get to this Mac Rhodes thing, my question is when Baylor goes three and nine next year and will, will David Randy come to the podium and say, look, you know, we still have a lot of sophomores and juniors out there. Uh, or we have, we have a lot of sophomores out there. And we're gonna, you know, we're gonna focus on NIL. We're gonna get two more guys in the transfer portal. We're gonna get ten thousand more dollars in NIL, and we're gonna fire all the assistants. Do we just keep doing that? That will probably happen. Yes. If, how, you, if you had to make me bet, how long do we get to just fire the assistants and say that we're gonna fix the NIL? Which, by the way, there have been sources who have said publicly, and and the university has said that our NIL is not an issue. The university has said. Look at all the NIL stuff we're doing. We're second best in the Big 12. We're doing this, this, and this. He's directly contradicting his boss when he's up there. Look at us. Our NIL is good. Javon Mm -hmm. Overshone has been screaming at us how good the NIL is. Mm -hmm. And then the head coach comes out and says, the NIL is not good enough. That's why we're losing. Like People are asking Dave, why is the team losing? And Dave is saying, the NIL, and that's on me. I don't know how to divvy it out. I can't be a boss. So who was lying to us? So which one is it? Who has been lying to us? Which one is it? The The first question that Jerry Hill gives to Mac Rhodes is, Obviously, 2023 is a season that fell short of expectations on the field, which, again, I love. He has to tiptoe around things. Obviously, you know, things didn't quite go the way you wanted them. Where is your head with all of it? And Mac is like, everybody's frustrated. They should be frustrated. And then he gives, and you and I have had this conversation. This isn't just a Mac Rhodes thing. It's anywhere. When you give your credentials, you start to kind of lose me. Yep. Because he says, I've been in this industry for almost 30 years. I've been an athletics director for almost 20 now. When you start to give me your credentials... We all know that. I can Google that. Mm-hmm. That's a thing that exists on the internet. I, that does not make me think, oh, yeah, I forgot. There's, Mac Rhodes has been doing this for 30 years. We must be okay. There's an insecurity there, you know, of, hey, you got to trust me on this decision. Look look what I've done. Okay? And, and if you've got a good enough reputation, which, by the way, Mac Rhodes does have a good reputation as an athletic director. Yeah. You don't need to say that. Yeah. They're, you know, the, the, the guys at, at, at Duke or Alabama or Georgia don't need to put out their credentials out there. They just don't. And, dude, 
I have heard. I know that Jeremiah Donati doesn't need to put his credentials out there. The AD at TCU. Baylor keeps getting peppered with NIL talking. Oh, they're not good enough at NIL. I've seen some of the numbers that aren't public. And Baylor's not in that bad of a spot. Guys like Bo Chow Jin were getting a little take home. Love there's, that for Bo. There's, there's not near the gap that you and it, the, the university has reported. They never, they never tell you this, but it's online. Mm-hmm that Baylor is the second best NIL team in the Big 12, the second best school with NIL in the Big 12. And having heard the numbers, I wouldn't be upset with the money they're giving out to some of these football players. But again, now when it's convenient, we lean on the argument that NIL is not good enough. Now we get to... It's a buzzword. Because because Baylor isn't supposed to be good at NIL. right. Right? So at the end of a disappointing football season, I can say, we just didn't do that well enough. And even when it's Dave taking ownership of it, I don't care. So again, like we kind of just talked about, someone is lying to me here and lying to the fans. It's either a problem or it's not. You're either the second best in the Big 12 or it's a problem. Yeah. It's not, it can't be both. Can't be. By the way, you talk about a guy who hasn't been able to control the portal. How about controlling portal guys that are leaving? Mm. You lost... Three really good defenders from last year's team. Uh, you have yet to graduate a quarterback since Seth Russell. Starting the, quarterback, yeah. The last quarterback to finish his career at Baylor was Seth Russell. Jacob Zeno at UAB, 3,100 yards and 20 touchdowns this season. Kyron Drones at Virginia Tech, 2,000 yards, 15 touchdowns this season. Turn them around, by the way. They were one of the worst teams in football along with Baylor, the first couple weeks of the season, they're going to a bowl game. 642 yards on the ground. They beat their rival on the road by, what, 40 points? Yeah, that's pretty good. Another another okay. other rival who isn't going bowling. The, Baylor played their rival on the road that isn't going bowling and lost by 25. Correct. Non-competitive against TCU. The last thing that Max says in this, I'm going to read this quote in entirety, so you got to bear with me a bit. But of all, he's getting a lot of these questions, and Jerry says, before we conclude, what would you like our fans to hear from you? Max says, I would just say every single one of our fans at any level has a role to play in our success. What makes Baylor special is the people. We're not a big state school. Our fans, by and large, are fans because of a deep personal connection to the university or to its mission. And this connection is almost always, this connection is almost always deeper than a game result. We need you to not let up on playing your role. Keep supporting. Keep showing up. Keep loving Baylor well. Why? The that, it's, that's this connection. That's disappointing and concerning. It's almost is. always deeper than a game result. Is the epitome of, hey, I know we keep losing, but wasn't Chapel warm and fuzzy? Don't you remember how special those moments fountain hopping were? Don't Remember, give up, guys. We have the oldest homecoming, and we do a sickum and we're the largest Dr. Pepper Hour. We're the largest Baptist school in the world, guys. That's better than beating Texas. This place is special. We're making and a bowl game. Look, I know you want to win, but we're not a big state school, <laughs> guys. We're just a little private Baptist school. I know you want to win, but what's more important than winning? The deeper connection. I just I hate how much it how often it comes back to me looking at TCU. But for as much as Baylor fans don't want to admit it, that is basically the same school, the same athletic program in terms of resources and prestige 
and branding and all of that. And yet they don't accept this kind of stuff. They fired their best head coach ever midway through a season because it wasn't going well enough and it was on a downward trajectory. And they, you know, they, they've, their baseball coach walks for another job after leading them to the most success they've ever had at TCU. And they're right back in the picture. They're right back one step from Omaha. You know, they're, they're an awful, awful basketball program for their whole existence. And they get a guy who's a Big East coach of the year to come and play there. They just don't accept. They, they, I, I mean, I say that all to say TCU isn't putting out a line like that. They're not saying, well, come on, guys. You we're know, not we're, a big state we're a, school. We're a family here, <sighs> and that's bigger than wins. No, they care about the wins and the losses. And Baylor used to as well. And I just don't love the direction that this is heading at all. And yeah, to your point there, Drake, they're the same school. And they don't make these excuses. Yes. They are the same. I would say TCU is the same. They are the and maybe the same school. There are things that put them in a worse spot. Being in the DFW era, having no like regional sure. autonomy is not going to help your branding as a university. Baylor has at least its own city where they are the biggest show in town, where they get to be the highlight of somebody says, Hey, what's in they have a flagship station. What's in Fort worth, the stockyards. Like you go down the list of things before you get to TCU and DFW. Whereas with Baylor, it is, Oh yeah. Waco Baylor. That's synonymous. TCU and Fort worth are not synonymous. They're already behind the punch and they still make it work. I I'm, this is, here's a, here's somebody. This is, this is like a, a watershed. If you look back on it in two years when, when Baylor's 1-11 or 2-10 and, and they're consistently one of the worst football programs in the nation, you look back at this and you're like, probably should have, like, at worst, should have stopped it right here. Mm-hmm. But instead they said, you know, you guys love Baylor because of what Baylor is, not because of the wins and the losses. So keep supporting no matter what. I have... I just can't, I can't buy that. I have been disappointed with everything that I've heard about the way practices are held. And I've, it's been confirmed by multiple players, player mm-hmm. parents, those that graduated and those that left that the Baylor practices where the twos, the, the backups run the opposing team's offense and defense instead of your own. And half the team just stands there on the sideline the entire time, like an NFL practice. It has been proven that Baylor, according to your head coach, isn't good enough at NIL. It has been proven according to the head coach that the transfer portal is not good enough. They have everything that we've heard from a trajectory standpoint. Scotty B says that Shehan J. Arasha has the quote of, uh, you know, Shehan J. Arasha says, good athletic departments don't give in to the whims of fans. Mm. And that's, yeah, I I would give you that. Yeah. The one thing that I probably... Probably a different context. Correct. And the one thing that I probably can't give you here, they keep firing people. Yeah. That's the damning, that's the, of NIL to the transfer portal to, to practices. All of that I already don't like. They keep firing people because your head coach, maybe he can't get those things right. At least he can hire good assistants. That, the answer is no. That's that's the point I was going to make. So what does he do well? What does he do well? Because the assistants aren't good enough. That's the problem. And we're on to round three of hiring new ones there. Um, he can't. He doesn't do well recruiting players out of high school. Doesn't do well developing players while they're at college. He doesn't do a good job keeping his players from going into the transfer portal. And he doesn't get good players out of the transfer portal. So what what does he do? Person over What do you do uh, here? Culture. Which is fantastic. And I'm great that there's a good locker room there and and all that. But Bail at the players, expense of winning football games. They don't get arrested, man. Why don't we go down to FCS then? 
if we're, if we're just going to have the, if we're not going to have the ambitions that someone like Sam Houston is going to have, then why don't we just go down to FCS? Well, because we're not a big state school, man. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Come on, guys. We're all, we were, we all went to independence together. We all did line camp. Remember the reasons we love Baylor? It's not football. We don't love Baylor because of athletics. I, it makes as me, someone who, as someone who does the enrolled at Baylor after back to back Big 12 football mm-hmm. championships, I cannot agree with it. Baylor became my <laughs> dream school because I watched RG3 win the Heisman and thought, wow, what I a mean, place yeah. that I could go yes. watch peak athletics at every, at every single program. And I, I wonder on days like today, do the Board of Regents watch sports? Because I know Mac. If they at you, least don't care about it. If you put Mac in a vacuum, it's just Mac Rhodes gets to make a decision on this. What does Mac Rhodes do without any outside pressure? I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. But I can tell you this. From what we have seen out of the Board of Regents, where these decisions start, by the way, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem to be this. There's not much of a care. Like, we're the largest Baptist university in the world. That's their vernacular. We're R1 right now. That's their vernacular. You don't get a lot of, we need athletic excellence. It no. feels as though, and for those of you who were in the thick of it 20 years ago, it feels as though you're teetering on the edge of, eh, we're, Here o- we go again. we're okay being complacent. You are, you are literally being complacent with three and nine. It's not a, oh, do they or do they not feel that way? They just told you this weekend, we have a standard, but three and nine isn't, isn't past that standard. And it felt like, and correct me if I'm wrong, Drake, this is just my opinion, but in the last few years under... The whole regime, so Linda Livingstone and Mac Rhodes in the athletic department, it looked like a case of this is a great sports are a great way to build our reputation back. Yeah. After the sexual assault scandal, and it's a great way to elevate our profile as a university. And there's no doubt that the athletic success absolutely worked Baylor towards getting an R1, towards being able to say we have students from all 50 states and over 100 countries around the globe. Um, that all of that plays a part, but then, but then you see these decisions now and you think, but do they care at all? If the, if the football team is even like not embarrassing, let alone as bad as they are. And they tell you they care and then follow that up with, we're not a big state school. Our fans have a deep personal connection to the mission of the university. And this connection is deeper than a game result. That's your, that's your response to three and nine. There are some things is it, that still hamstring Baylor for not being a big state school. Being a respectable football program is not one of them. There, we have seen it over the last 15 years. That is not an excuse. Now, is, an excuse, is it an excuse that you might have a bad season once every four-year cycle? Sure. But we, we, we can't play poor. We can't play poor with this. We can't say, oh, we're not a big enough school. What do you think, guys? We're not Oklahoma. Cam, we're not TCU. It is the school you're bigger than. It's the idea in Mac putting it out in a statement. And, and look, I, I know that it's harsh for us to give this much pushback there, but nobody else is going to. Nobody else is going to read it and be like, no. oh, let's, how could we critically view this? It, in that statement, what you're saying to fans is, hey, just blindly stick with it. Just blindly have faith. I don't really have yeah, a I've reason. given you no reason to, to actually put faith into this. But here you go. I mean, man. I, I don't know. Is it because we're people of faith? Is that why, Drake? I just don't understand I, why it would be, hey, fans, you've, you have to, If you're a good fan, 
that lo- if you're a good fan because you love the connection that's deeper than a game result, we need you to keep supporting, keep showing up, keep loving Baylor well. Well, then what can – at some point, being a fan is transactional. What can yes, you give me? Yes. I want wins. I want some sort of something to hold on to. And at every turn, it feels like as a fan, you're getting slapped in the face. At Absolutely. every turn. Hey, tuition's going up. Game prices are going up. Season tickets are going up. We're taking your tailgates away. We're building a new arena. Now your season tickets go from $300 to $1,200. We're decreasing the student section the new basketball arena by 60%. That. That's what you get as a fan. And then when we lose, when we lose, it is, hey, keep supporting. Keep showing up. Because you're a good fan. That is... And you're not a good fan if you don't show up, if you don't show support for this. Which it doesn't if say that. If you don't ex- spend your hard-earned money It in doesn't this. say that explicitly, but that's the inverse here, right? It has right? to be. Yes. That's the inverse. Yes, that has to be the implication. Is, hey, you have a deep personal connection, so keep supporting, keep showing up, keep loving Baylor well. If you don't, that means you're a bad fan. That's part of the problem. That's part of the problem if you don't. No matter what the outcome is. Because remember, I, it, this is bigger than wins and losses. This is bigger than an outcome. You're and, a right. fan. And you don't, as a fan, as a Baylor fan, you don't go on and become an Aggie or become a Longhorn. That, that's, that's, that's totally those not are, part of those this. Those are big state schools. Those <laughs> yeah. are big state schools. Yeah. That's totally not part of this. But if you are a fan, and we've seen it again on social media of saying, you know, I just, I've hated the direction this program's going. My season tickets keep going up. Uh, they can't play at home. They're not bringing my, in any players. My They're, daughter keep... has to go to Tarleton because tuition's $54,000. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they say, you know what? I'm not renewing my season tickets. How can you blame them for that? And we are as Baylor as it gets. And I can't blame them for that. I, I just paid can't. my hard money to go there. I can't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm still paying to go to Baylor. I, I graduated loved, four years ago. I loved my four years. I, and I just don't. Wouldn't as a it. passionate person who is also a fan, I'll tell you that. I went there. Oh, I, why, why wouldn't I be? I am upset with the trajectory where this is going, and I think I have the right to be. When we come back, Jeff Grimes is fired. Did you ruin one of the best offensive coordinators in the country? What's the revisionist history here? This is the Drake Toll Show. This is ESPN Central Texas. At CMC Auto Group, we don't have a popcorn machine in the lobby or any other crazy gimmick to get you in the door. I'm Justin Kramer. When you walk in, you will be greeted by me or Julio. We have been selling quality, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs for the last 20 years by offering upfront best cash price to save you time and money. At CMC Auto Group, I want to invite you to come by Highway 6 and Imperial, shake my hand, and see what makes us different. Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial business is in good hands. Alliance Bank Central Texas with two Waco locations, also in Temple and Georgetown and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. 1424 Bistro, located in downtown Waco, has been serving Central Texas for over 20 years. 1424 Bistro, the restaurant that helped create the fine dining experience Waco is best known for. 1424 Bistro provides a unique and fine dining experience so many Wacoans have known and loved for many, many years. 1424 Bistro is dedicated to providing exquisite dishes that are fresh, hearty, and simply unforgettable. 
Waco's home for good food, wine, and conversation. From fresh seafood, steaks, lamb, to chicken piccata, and of course, let's not forget about some of their incredible appetizers like flaming cheese and calamari, and finish off with their white chocolate bread pudding or creme brulee. Come enjoy dinner at 1424 Bistro in downtown Waco on 1424 Washington Avenue. Come enjoy tonight. Save thousands of dollars on a new or used boat at Marineland Boating Center's Fall Clearance Sale. Marineland is now your local dealer for Mercury motor-powered national bestsellers, Tracker, Sun Tracker, Nitro, and Tahoe. So we're clearing out our previous inventory, and many of our boats are now priced at dealer invoice cost. You won't find these prices anywhere else. Or you can be one of the first to buy a new 2024 model Tracker with a powerful Mercury motor. Only at Marineland Boating Center, I-35 and Loop 340. Marineland Boating Center is an authorized WRNG boat dealer. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They have financing options to fit any budget. That's any budget. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Hey, it's Matt Mosley. If you've been sidelined by joint pain, it's time to meet the Coriel Health MVPs of orthopedics located right here in Central Texas. Dr. Lance Ellis, Dr. Jacob Battle, Coriel Health's board-certified orthopedic physician team specializes in sports medicine and total hip and knee replacement. Don't let joint pain keep you on the bench. Get back in the game. Make the play call to Coriel Health Orthopedics today. 254-483-KNEE. That's 254-483-KNEE. Everything we do, we do for you. First Central Credit Union says it's game on. Lower your monthly vehicle payments by refinancing your vehicle with First Central. Make it a winning season with refinancing set to your preferences. You decide the due date and frequency. Finance elsewhere? Save money with a new local game plan. Apply online today. We make it easy to score at firstcentralcu.com. Membership and loan policy requirements apply. Member NCUA. God's gonna get you for that. God's gonna get you for that. There's no place to run and hide, for he knows where you're at. God's gonna get you for that. God's gonna get you for that. Every wrong thing that you do, God's gonna get you for that. This doggone world we're living in, it's giving me a fit. So you're telling me that you don't want to show up and support Baylor football anymore? Unbelievably. God's going to get you for that. That's how I read the last line. We're not a big state school guy. We can fire our offensive coordinator and everything's going to be better. Well, yes, we fired the other guy too. But this time it's really going to work. And yeah, you know but what? that guy, that guy that our head coach hired, 
He wasn't good enough. We have a lot of so confidence. So we're going to put him at the wheel again. We have a lot of confidence that our head coach can hire assistants. And, and, and yes, he has had to effectively fire four of them. And look, we know that our head coach has come out and said he can't handle all these things about being a head coach. But, but we're going to give some. We're going to give some extra responsibility. We're going to make him be a head coach and the defensive play caller. With with Jeff Grimes being fired here, and there are a lot of people who are happy Jeff is gone, and, and we can get into the, I think revisionist history is the right, right way to approach it. Before that even, it has been made clear, Pete Thamel was the one that tweeted it, Baylor wants a former head coach as the OC. To me, how that reads is, let's split this thing up. Yeah. One coach, yes. Dave Aranda gets to be, because all the fans have screamed for it, just let Dave be the defensive coordinator and let Ed Orgeron be the head coach. The big thing from fans is, let Dave do not the head coach thing. Just let him control the defense. Which, by the way, he decided that he wasn't going to call the defense this year. Matt Pallage was. Mm-hmm. So there are a ton of people out there who are like, oh, well, thank God Dave's calling the defense now. Guess who made the decision for Dave not to call the defense? Dave Aranda. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. Like, thank God Dave's calling it now. Everything's going to change. He was on the sidelines this year. And he hasn't called it in his whole time at Baylor. Ron, like, Ro- yeah, Ron Roberts. Yeah, when you think of that great twenty twenty one season, sure, Dave had some great game plans, game plans, but he was but not the defensive play caller. Cameron, you'll have to remember, Ron Roberts was kind of a mean guy. Mean guy. He yelled a lot at the kids. He wasn't very personal over player. Got to get rid of that. God's gonna get him for that one day. Sure, God's gonna get, get him, for him that. a better job. And for sure. this to say. Now, we need Dave Aranda to be, the way I read it at least, is almost head coach in name only. Yeah. Look, you get to be the head coach of the defense, somebody else is the head coach Director of the offense. Director of player personnel, sort of. I mean, How is that different than what Jeff Grimes, I, I, I don't think Dave Aranda is an offensive idiot, but he's been a, def, a career defensive coordinator. Yep, and a good one. He's not out there saying, hey Jeff, on third and two, here's what you need to run. He's not been given offensive input. Right, I, and yeah. To your point, I, I doubt that he is ever really given the offensive input, for better or for worse. Why would he? Yeah, why would he? I, there's it's no not his. Yeah, it's not his job. So the idea really. that, oh, things will get so much better now, Dave's calling the defense. No. Dave's been here four years as the head coach. Could have called the defense the whole time if he thought he was confident enough to do so, or that was the better option. We've just, we have just hired Matt Pallage, he says. I, I Dave Aranda, have hired Matt Pallage and Jeff Grimes. I'm going to fire one of them, demote the other to D.C. in name only, D-Sino, and now I'm the defensive coordinator, and somebody else is going to run the offense. When Remember this. Jeff Grimes, when he got to Baylor, was maybe the number one offensive coordinator name in college football. For that he was cycle, in that, yeah. He was in the tier of guys, usually the top three are guys that are going to be head coaches. He was right there at the forefront of that next tier of ready for a step up into a Power 5 offensive coordinator role had turned Zach Wilson into a Heisman candidate, had built the BYU offense when he was or wasn't calling plays into a juggernaut. His won a national championship as an O-line coach. He's wreck. I'm looking at his resume. Never been bad. Never been fired. Won everywhere he's gone. Ron Roberts had a hell of a first year at Auburn. That's weird. Larry Fedora turned Mitchell Trubisky into a coveted, Top five draft pick. Number two pick in the draft. You have taken proven, resume-built, seasoned 
Coaches and assistant coaches. Mind you, you already had your offensive coordinator who was a head coach in Larry Fedora, who you fired after one year. You've taken those guys who've been good everywhere else, and they've come here to die. And remember, Cam, remember, that's not Dave Aranda's fault. That's the assistant coach's fault. That's why they're fired. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any way to sugarcoat it other than, like, they might have set Jeff Grimes' career back years. Yeah. Like, he, other than remember, who, like, other than whoever was at OC Rehab at Alabama, it was him who was, who was the highest of, like, he's going to be a head coach. I next. want to back up your point. It was week three or four. Baylor was already bad, and there was a graphic on a random college football game of top offensive coordinators to be a head coach in the future. Jeff Grimes was number two. Yeah. He's still, like... He was regarded that way. Revered across college football. And, and and hopefully, you know, it sounds like he'll be in the discussion for the UTEP head coaching job, his alma mater, which would be fantastic. But, I mean, he went from being a guy who could have had a coaching job, you know, after 2021 at, I don't know, an ACC school. Uh, and instead, he's going to be at one of, you know, the, the toughest places to win in the entire landscape of college football at UTEP. Yeah. By the way, that on, just sucks, man. It on the sucks. the talk of of coordinators, Marcelo Swisher says, "Didn't Dave call the defense against the Air Force?" You're exactly right. Oh yeah, actually, good point, Marcelo. Yeah. So thank you God, know what he did. Dave's calling the defense now. <laughs> Whew. And by the way, Lost I can tell you what Air two Force touchdowns to a service academy. I can tell you what Air Force is going to do. They're going to run the ball. Yes, and they're going to run the ball a little bit more, yes. and then a little bit more. So we should probably prepare for that. Oh boy, that's uh, a good point. I totally forgot about that. Grimes comes in. We we people are like, oh, thank God they fired Grimes. He was the issue. Well, he hasn't been the issue anywhere else he's been in his career. He has been good pretty much everywhere, actually. And comes here now, all of a sudden he's lost his touch. He's bad, you know. Got to get him out of there. Who's the one calling to go for it on fourth and four from your own 32? That's probably not grimy. No, that is a case where it is the head coach. When Jeff Grimes yeah. says... Hey, Dave, I want to go out in the portal and get a couple guys. Who's the head coach that doesn't do the transfer portal? That's Dave. I don't think Dave, it's, don't think it's Jeff Grimes. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. When, when Jeff Grimes says, hey, here's this really highly coveted receiver. We'd love to go get him. But he know. got a speeding ticket Yeah, when he was in high school. He got a, he got a DUI. What do we do here? Uh, sorry, we can't have that. Person over player. We have a culture here. Not going to be a fit. When Jeff Grimes says, oh, here's this super good running back in the portal. We just need to give him 20K in NIL, 40K in NIL. Who's the head coach that just doesn't do NIL? I'm not comfortable with that. Is that Jeff Grimes' fault? He'll be making more than Byron Hanspard was. Is going forward on fourth and four from your own 32? Is not taking guys out of the portal? Is not having a... Obviously, something's gone on recruiting. The budget, something's gone on recruiting where you're not getting guys. Yep. Do you pin that on Jeff Grimes? Because you just did. You fired him. Are those things, when Jeff wants to, like, I I can almost guarantee you there are players rotting away on that roster that cannot be cut, that Jeff Grimes can't do anything about. He is handcuffed because, oh, we have person over player here. We got it, Jeff. We got to win with who we got, buddy. Because Dave just told you all the way, all the areas he's deficient in. And now that's Jeff Grimes' fault. That's why Jeff is fired. We're not, we're not good at NIL. We're not good at recruiting. We're not good at portal. So we're going to fire Jeff Grimes. And I look back and look, has Jeff's tenure here been 100% glitter? Not exactly. No, there's been some times. But the more I look back on this, the, the three seasons that he was here, I can't find a stretch of even a month where Jeff Grimes was the main problem. 
where the defense was better than the offense? Yeah. I don't think I've I seen mean, one. No. Especially the last two years. I mean, it's just not... The defense has been significantly worse in both either both of the last two years, especially this year. So, yeah, the points per game went down. But And I've talked about this a little bit on Lockdown Baylor throughout the season. When your defense is so much worse than the offense, it is not conducive to play calling. It's just not. It's, it's really not any different from the years we had of Phil Bennett where the, the defensive numbers were bad because the offense was going out and scoring 60, 70 points a game. Like, it's really not that different. That didn't play to the defense's strength. They were out on the field a lot. Teams were taking more shots against them. They were getting more risky. Whereas with this, when your defense can't stop anybody and you have a, a, a scheme on offense built around running the football, when are you going to establish the run? When you're down 14 nothing every game. So uh, that's where I'm kind of like, I get why some people don't like some of the play calling sometimes, but this is not the issue here. Right. And we're throwing him in as a scapegoat when this is not the issue. I was, I was actually happy when they didn't fire him last year when some people wanted them to, and they were like, oh, they fired the wrong coordinator. I'm like, well, let's, let's actually see him get a shake this year like he had in 2021 yeah. where he has a defense that can actually keep them in football games. And he didn't get that this year either. No. I, Broad deal, man. Broad deal. You'll remember when he got hired, everybody was over the moon about it. As you should yeah, be. And it was fantastic. What a splash. The vibes it were was off the charts. For Dave Arena to get him. But now it's all we got to fire him. It's all his fault. It's all Grimes' fault. The defense is ranked one. Cam. Oh. The defense for Baylor, 111th in the country. 111th in America. But, Awful. Awful. again, we took care of that. Now the defensive coordinator is just a guy who's on staff. <laughs> now we have a new DC. His name is Dave Aranda. And it's going to work. Trust me. And I mean, we say poor Jeff Grimes here. Poor Matt Powledge, man. Poor Matt. Poor Matt Powledge's family. Yeah, he comes in here, and the head coach has admitted as much that basically this guy didn't have a chance. He came in here. We had all these freshmen that we have to play because I haven't. I, the head coach, haven't recruited over the last two years. Haven't hit the transfer portal. I'm going to bring in one of my guys here, first time as a full defensive coordinator, and just throw him to the wolves. And then after year freaking one. I'm going to demote him Question. to keep my job. Question. If if the NIL and the transfer portal is the reason that Dave Aranda gets to keep his job and the young players, why why can't Jeff Grimes keep his job? Why can't Matt Pallage keep his job? Where is the accountability for the head coach? What does he have to pay for? Those guys get fired. But Dave Aranda, he doesn't have to pay for the young guys. Because remember, remember, the excuse isn't coordinators. The excuse is young guys, NIL, and portal. So you, the assistant coach that had to deal with that because the head coach is deficient in those areas, here's your prize. You're fired. It's just, it makes me think, and we said this earlier in the show, and I know we'll talk about it probably next, but why would someone want to come here knowing this? That's it. Coming up, who He's is going be to be very specific. Baylor's next offensive coordinator, and why would you want to be at this point? This is the Drake Toll Show. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. What's the most important thing to you when car shopping? Quality vehicle? Outstanding reputation? A dealership you can depend on? Hi, I'm Amy Hunter, and at Jeff Hunter Toyota, you get all three of those. But don't take my word for it. According to Consumer Reports, Toyota has been named one of the most reliable brands in the auto industry. Stop by and let us prove it to you. Shop Jeff Hunter Toyota. 
Toyota quality, Waco values. 1424 Bistro, located in downtown Waco, has been serving Central Texas for over 20 years. 1424 Bistro, the restaurant that helped create the fine dining experience Waco is best known for. 1424 Bistro provides a unique and fine dining experience so many Wacoans have known and loved for many, many years. 1424 Bistro is dedicated to providing exquisite dishes that are fresh, hearty, and simply unforgettable. Waco's home for good food, wine, and conversation. From fresh seafood, steaks, lamb, to chicken piccata, and of course, let's not forget about some of their incredible appetizers like flaming cheese and calamari, and finish off with their white chocolate bread pudding or creme brulee. Come enjoy dinner at 1424 Bistro in downtown Waco on 1424 Washington Avenue. Come enjoy tonight. Attention Baylor alumni near and far. Are you ready to reconnect, reminisce, and make a lasting impact? Look no further than the Baylor Line Foundation, your alumni partner for life. Whether you're a recent graduate or a seasoned alum, Baylor Line Foundation is the place to stay connected with fellow alumni through exciting events, networking opportunities, and exclusive access to Baylor stories. Rekindle old friendships and forge new ones while cheering on our beloved Bears. To find out more, visit thebaylorlinefoundation.com. Hi, this is Chuck Morgan of the Texas Rangers. You're listening to the home of Baylor Athletics and Rangers Baseball, ESPN Central Texas. First Central Credit Union is opening doors to home ownership. First Central's open door mortgage loans up to 95% of the appraised home value with low closing costs, no points, low origination fees, flexible terms, and competitive rates. Consider refinancing your mortgage or securing land for building. We loan up to 75% of the appraised value of land. Apply online at firstcentralcu.com. Everything we do, we do for you. Some restrictions apply. Equal housing lender. Member NCUA. Okay, everyone, check this out from D'Amori Fine Jewelers in Waco. D'Amori Fine Jewelers now has their own diamond growing machine right here in their own super lab. Yes, you've always been able to get a better premier diamond for the best price at D'Amori Fine Jewelers, but now they have their own growing chamber. Yes, they still have Earthmine Diamonds and a great selection of those too, but now if you're in the market for a lab-grown diamond, this is a game changer because you can now get them directly from the source. No middleman markup and only the very best high color, high clarity, and high transparency material. So you can get an incredibly beautiful diamond at an amazingly low price. Come by D'Amori Fine Jewelers on Waco Drive just past New Road and talk about your dream diamond that will become a reality. D'Amori Fine Jewelers at D'AmoriFineJewelers.com. Richard Carr, Buick, GMC, how lovely are your SUVs? Oh, Richard Carr, Buick, GMC, I love the trucks you have for me. Strong and tough with luxury, room for all my family. Oh, Richard Carr, Buick, GMC, you are the dealership for me. From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas.
Welcome back to the Drake Toll Show. Did you ever think there might be another way? My plea today with, oh no, just my message to Baylor Athletics is change your mind. So applicable. On a Monday, Cameron Stewart across the room. Aaron Sexton runs the board today. Baylor Athletics, please. Change your mind. It's not too late. It's not too late to delete this. If you want to be somebody else, you can do it. You could. Hey, hey, there's, there's a better way. If you are an offensive coordinator listening right now, thinking, hmm, I should go to Baylor. Two five four six six two sixteen sixty. I would love to hear why. Please tell us. Uh, you can call us or text at the CNC Collision text line, the CMC Auto Group phone line. Um, I this is a great text from Corey Pitts, who big Lorena guy. Yeah, we want to publicly apologize. Oh boy, you want to do it? I should publicly. You want apologize. me to do? You want to do uh, it? Okay. This is this is it's your sword to follow. This on. is on. Yes, this is on the assistance here. <sighs> I made a mistake. Yeah. On Friday, covering the upset of the state, Lorena beating number one Columbus. And you're not happy about it. You're not excited I'm not, about this I'm apology. Not, I'm not. Because I'm embarrassed I did it, Drake. I'm embarrassed I did it. Braylon Henry, who has been maybe the best running back in all of 3A, probably will be all year, you know, Central Texas, all Sentex team, whatever. Okay, quicker apology. Had a great season. I referred to his dad as Derek Henry. And I shouldn't have done that because his dad was a much better than Derrick Henry and is actually named John Henry. Yeah. John and Henry. I, sh- I shouldn't have done that. That was an embarrassment. He is probably the best player ever to play for Lorena. Um, if he's better than his son and I, sh- I shouldn't have called him Derek. His son is one touchdown away from beating his dad's record. His dad is like the owner of the Boston Red Sox at Liverpool football club. John Henry. John Henry. Corey says like it or not. <laughs> You have to have some crap heads, that's how I'm going to put it, on your team to be successful. Look at every top 10 team. They have a few kids that get in a little trouble. You need that dog. Is there an implication that Lorena has that, by the way? And I'm not, I'm not asking for Baylor to have kids that get arrested. And I'm not saying that is a mark of every every team that's great has guys that get arrested. That you need a little, I mean, ah. And I, there, there is there is a fine line with this. And I, and I think like, we've talked about this this year. You don't need to have an earth-shattering scandal. But like but college kids get in trouble sometimes. And I'm, I'm sorry, it just happens. Had a DUI his senior year of high school. Do we excuse that immediately? No, we have a very very good conversation with him about whether or not whether or not he's grown and learned and there's a vetting process. But brother, Mac Rhodes has said it. That Dave has been too strict on some character issues. It's just like there is a fine line here. I'll bring up some like Mac Jones. No one thinks of him as a bad kid, a thug, someone you don't want around your program. He got a DUI. 
His mugshot, his crying mugshot was plastered all over everything. Led his team to a national championship. And you don't think of him that way. You don't think of Alabama that way. You don't think of Nick Saban that way. I'll go back a little bit farther yeah. for someone here in Texas. Ricky Williams. I thought you were going to say Booby Miles, which mm, would have been a bad would, one. That would have been a bad one. Can't say Booby Miles. Not Booby Miles. Uh, Ricky Williams. Got in a lot of trouble back then for weed. That was a big deal. But still, you look back on that now and you think, man, I would take that. Mm. Have the all-time leading rusher by the time he left college and all he did was a little bit of weed? Sure. You don't think of, nowadays, you don't think of Ricky Williams as a thug or a craphead. You don't think of the University of Texas as a place that employs that. You don't think of, of Mac Brown as someone who enables that. Yeah. And yet, that is essentially what this program is saying here at Baylor is that if, if they are even, again, not choir boys, not Boy Scouts, which, by the way, I'm, I was a Boy Scout. I have a record. Oh. Um, and yet, you, like if, wow. if, you don't, if you don't have that, you, you're not going to be a fit here at Baylor. I, record's a stretch. I don't have a mugshot. Okay. That would be awesome for this show if I did. It would be for a great this radio example. show if It'd I had be a, a great example of how you have grown and learned. So knowing that as an offensive coordinator somewhere in America, a slightly used Matt Wells or a Dino Babers out there, Dino, if you listen to the press box, yep. Dino Babers, <laughs> then that with that knowledge that you, you probably can't recruit the players you want to because if this kid's no, kind of I mean, rough is and a, tumble. This is a this is a one-year rental, by the way. That kid grew up on the wrong side of town. Like, what do we do? It, if you know that, well, yeah, well the NIL is going to get better. And we, uh, the portal is going to get better, but there isn't proof of that. This is going to take... Beggars can't be choosers, and I love that Baylor's whole thing is we want, off, we want a head coach or offensive coordinator who's been a head coach. You're lucky to get an offensive coordinator who's the former janitor. At a Walmart. Yeah. Like, uh, beggars can't be choosers. This is, this is, by saying that, they have narrowed their search so much, Drake. Right. They don't want a of young up-and-comer, a, a gunsling. They want an, they want an aggressive, high-powered offense, which, by the way, Cameron, what if I, what? Guess why, guess why a lot of Art Briles' defenses were so bad? You want to guess? I'd like you to tell me instead. Oh, because the offense would score in 46 seconds. Mm, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yes. Your team can give up 24 points per game, 30 points per game. If the offense scores 46 points per game, that's that's what Art Briles did. That's what a lot of these high-powered offenses do. Alabama's defense, as the offense has evolved through the Lane Kiffin era at OC, the defense has regressed because some offenses mm-hmm. are not conducive with defenses. So you know what? Since our defense was so bad, let's go get a high-powered offensive coordinator. We had the one that grounds and pounds and runs the wide zone. We didn't like that. that so let's, let's get an offensive coordinator that's not going to be conducive to defense and have the same people running the defense, essentially, because Dave Aranda was still the head coach. Correct. And Matt Powell is still going to be on staff from a defense that has only regressed the last two seasons. Yeah, it's a good point. And you, I think you could only get someone like a Dino Babers. Yeah. Just think about that. It's You know you're coming in as a one-year guy. And that's been a great success at Alabama. You're not Alabama. You know what Alabama is? A big, big state school. They are a big state school. So, But seriously, you, if you're going to do a one-year rehab stint, you do it as the OC under Nick Saban. Yeah. Lane Kiffin did it. Steve Sarkeesian did it. Bill O'Brien did it. 
You don't do that for Dave Aranda, who it could be fired by the end of your first month of games. That's a very real possibility. Who is going to sign up for that? It is only someone like a Dino Babers, who, or, or Phil Montgomery, another Art Bryles name that's been thrown out there, who failed as head coaches and need this to survive. Correct. I mentioned the name Dana Holgerson on Locked On Baylor yesterday. He doesn't need that to survive. Dana Olgerson could take a year off and get a coaching job, a good OC job. And Absolutely. Might I remind you, as I just want, what, what I'm asking, what I'm asking Baylor fans to do is to see through some of this, here's a reason to be excited, when it isn't really firm. No. Because what we just, I, I see a lot of people tweeting out, like, oh, well, now Dave Aranda's calling the plays. He did so in the Air Force Bowl. Oh, well, now Baylor's getting a, a head coach as an OC who can help be the head coach and maybe bring in some sort of, they already did that with Larry Fedora. And A, just because they say they want one does not mean they're going to go out and get one. And guess what? They probably will, and they will probably get someone who just got fired. Yep. We're going to hire yep. a fired guy someone as who our was, offensive coordinator. Someone who was a head coach. But does that mean they were a good head coach? Like, what does that mean? Right. Congrats, you got Dino Bay. You're not, get, you're not getting someone of the level of G.J. Kinney. You got the fired Syracuse head coach. Are you not happy? Or Are you not entertained? Tulsa head coach. If the fired Tulsa head coach Maybe. to be your, your, your OC. As Montgomery? Yeah. I, and I just don't think that's going to bring all the excitement that they... And, and, and the, the foundation of this argument to stay with Aranda, the young players, right? Young players. And look, there is some talent down there for sure. But, here's, here's but a, there's also a transfer portal. Marcelo Do Tex. they want to wait and build this? You can't blame them if they don't. No, I no. mean, that happens at every program that's going through a rebuild. It's just the way college football is right now. And you you put so it... So everything with some hope has huge holes in it. So great. You put it so well, too. This is a one-year deal. If yeah. it doesn't work yes. out for a year, you just got fired as a head coach somewhere, you're going to be it's, fired. It's an internship. You're going to be fired at the end of this year. If, if Baylor doesn't go 8-4, and four, the stakes are even higher than going and just taking a head coaching job at UTEP. Yeah, and it, the best case scenario, the best like dreamland scenario, is you know you put up this great offense. It's top five in the Big Twelve. Baylor goes eight and four, nine and three. You're not going to be the OC at Baylor the next year if you've already been a head coach in the past. We well, might get fired, and you've completely turned around the offense. You're going to go be a head coach somewhere else, mm-hmm. which is great for you, but that's a big gamble, and it's not great for this program long term. Right. And which is, we're we're talking about the long term effects of this. With, with this young core and what the foundation can be, that's not a one-year project, but you're looking at your OC search, which is going to be a one-year project. And then Dave Aranda will go for offensive coordinator number four if all works out and he's still the head coach and Baylor has a good season next year. Uh, Marcelo sends in, everyone will throw out a big name like Dino Babers or Dana Holgerson, but... Damn, what about, I should have done that. Why would someone of that quality want to come in? That's a great point. Why would they come to That's a school? Those are the best case scenarios. Play for a head coach likely under lame duck status. I think a more realistic option for OC would be someone like Kevin Yost from FIU, Texas Ties. Maybe a Matt Wells from Texas Tech has a track record of developing quarterbacks. I think Wells is at Oklahoma right now. Uh, he developed Justin Herbert. Yeah, I was going to say, he coached Herbert at Which, Oregon. Which, remember, what do we, we are. And Tyler Shuck, by the way. And Alan Bowman, to some extent. When, when someone tweets out, again, it just you've just got to think to level two. It's so easy, and Marcelo, this isn't on you, but this is the way that a lot of fans are going to think, and the way that I think until I think to level two. At level one, 
Matt Wells. He coached Justin Herbert. Yeah. Sweet, dude. At level two. Jeff Grimes. He coached Zach Wilson. Yeah. At level three. Mitchell Trubisky. What? He was made a great quarterback by Larry Fedora. That it is something to think about. That's what we're t- every person we bring up and think, here's this little sign of hope. Think to level two, where we've it already was, tried that under this head coach, and it hasn't worked. It's like, you remember Adam Gase, the old Dolphins yes. and Jets coach? Yes. They loved him because he was the OC in Denver with Peyton Manning. Yeah. Okay, that's great. Peyton Manning was already a Hall of Famer. Look at the other quarterbacks he developed. Trevor Simeon. Uh, Brock Osweiler, Osweiler, who again is very much a Trubisky thing. Was like that guy. He did make them look good. He did make a quarterback uh, who no one else has had success Mike with White. look good. For that, I cannot fault Jeff Grimes, Zach Wilson. Like <laughs> anyway, yeah, but it's the same thing. Like let's we <laughs> gotta look at a track record here. Yeah, it'll be the same thing when people are looking at Dave Aranda. Someone in the Big Ten is looking at Dave Aranda to be a head coach in five years, and they're like, well, look at the defense he ran at USC. Oh, yeah, but I forgot. He was also the head coach at Baylor and had four losing seasons in five years. He has bought himself. Mac Rhodes, too. Dave Aranda with this next year. I mean, it's the same in the names we just mentioned, too, by the way. Dino Babers and Philip Montgomery. Well, they ran great offenses at Baylor. Yeah. They also sucked the next places they went. Where they had full control, they sucked. And now you're giving a guy who sucks at having full control someone who also sucks at having full control. Yeah. By the way, Larry Fedora is a coach in the USFL. Throwing that out That's there. Throwing that out there. Larry, shout it's out ba- to you. Ba- speaking of the, the USFL, or I don't remember if it was that or the XFL, what's Bob Stoops up to these days? Yeah, he's XFL. He's Arlington Renegades. Yeah, I mean, he, he wants to, he wants to keep coaching. Uh, Marcelo makes another great point. Larry Fedora, after Baylor rushed for 650 yards with no quarterbacks, said in the postgame press conference he was surprised that Baylor didn't throw the ball more. <laughs> Larry Fedora was not the brightest, not the brightest guy, and Dave no, Aranda but hired he had him. Some, he had some good teams, but yeah, Dave Aranda hired him. Um, this is you could make the argument Baylor's on the cusp. You're right there on the te- you're teetering on whether or not you're going back to the Kevin Steele era whether or not you're going back to not caring, whether or not you're going back to mediocrity being a good thing, mediocrity being a save I, from I just, terrible. Yeah, and I think Baylor has, this regime has a better chance of hiring someone like a Zach Kitley, the OC at Tech, if he gets fired, mm-hmm. than they do of another Dana Holgerson. I think there's just a much better chance at that, but they're already putting themselves in a the corner here by announcing that this is the kind of OC they want. And look, it's great to have on paper, but when you talk through it for more than a minute, you're like, well, who is that guy? Yeah. I don't know, man. Cliff. And, Cliff's that guy. And? Head coaching experience. If Dave Aranda goes 3-9 and nine next season, he will get the Kevin Steele treatment and likely never be a head coach in college football again. Not at the power. And then at that point, like, Mac Rhodes has hitched his wagon to Dave Aranda. He said that he doesn't see any foundational holes, foundational issues, unfixable issues. Well, for his sake, hope he's coming up. Let's all take a deep breath and touch some grass, why don't we? Let's do it. This is the Drake Toll Show. Matt Mosley, weekdays from 3 to 6 on ESPN Central Texas. After Bruce Pearl, the Auburn coach, complained about not being able to secure film of Baylor before the game was very much complaining about that Monday in the moments after the game. I did go ahead and tweet that Bruce Pearl 
now has film of Baylor. Matt Mosley, weekdays from 3 to 6 on ESPN Central Texas. The importance of a good set of tires on your vehicle is key for safe and efficient travel. Texas weather can drastically affect the condition of your tires. Make sure your family is safe no matter what the conditions bring. At Kish's Complete Car Care Center, they carry and service all major tire brands. Yokohama, Michelin, Goodrich, and more. Let their team of seasoned professional service technicians service your vehicle today. Also, take advantage of their easy and efficient drive-up canopy and complimentary shuttle service to get you where you need to go until they get you rolling great again. Kish's Complete Car Care Service, where keeping you safe is their business. Kish's Complete Car Care Center, located at 5300 Franklin Avenue in Waco and CompleteCarCareCenter.com. Does your company need CDL drivers? We can help. ATDS assists companies with training their employees to obtain their CDL license to fill driving positions. There's somewhat freight to be hauled and not enough drivers to keep up with the demand, especially since it's a requirement to attend a truck driving school now to get your CDL license. ATDS trains drivers for over 20 different companies. They can obtain their CDL license in as little as 20 days and be on the road working immediately. Our only requirement is that you must must have a valid Texas driver's license, no outstanding tickets or warrants, and you must be able to pass a drug screen and DOT physical. We train and test on manual transmissions, which sets us apart from other schools in the area. We do not want our students to have an automatic restriction on their license. We start a new class every two weeks, and we also have weekend classes available. Call us at 254-829-1694 to get your employees enrolled to obtain their CDL license. ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I'd like to thank everyone that supports JTC and that our family values your business. Our new inventory is growing daily and our used car inventory is stacking high. So give us the opportunity to earn your business with transparency and zero hidden fees. So give us a call, 254-840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We treat you like family. Find new roads. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. 
With tens of thousands of satisfied patients across America, it's no surprise QC Kinetics gets five-star reviews. I'm feeling on top of the world because of QC Kinetics. I'm able to do the things that I wasn't able to do for a long time. I can recommend them highly. I would recommend QC to anybody. QC Kinetics has changed my life. I couldn't believe it. I honestly was skeptical, but the pain went from a 10 to a zero. Real people with real lasting relief from joint pain. QC Kinetics Regenerative Medicine is regenerating me. This non-surgical approach is definitely the future. I tell as many people as possible. I am an ambassador. I love QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in advanced regenerative medicine. No drugs, no surgery. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. That's 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. The streets don't give They're filled with such pollution The kids don't stand a chance We're trapped inside the matrix Forced to play our hand We're filled with so much hatred The kids don't stand a chance Feels applicable today, doesn't it? A little bit, I don't know why So much hate, we're filled with so much hatred The kids don't stand a chance Listen to those guys screaming into their radios. Cameron Stewart, Aaron Sexton, Drake Toll with you on the Drake Toll Show, ESPN Central Texas. Baylor retaining Dave Aranda. What if we all touched grass? Came down to earth a little bit. Thought about the good things that could come of this, if any of them. What if there's a way out? That doesn't include canceling my season tickets. The only thing that I can point to, Aaron said this walking out of the room. He said, what is one other university that's seen this sharp of a downtrend and said, you know what? Trust the process. We're sticking with our guy. And it worked. And there's only one. And he alone may have saved Dave Aranda's job on Saturday. Yeah. And I will say, I don't know if it's as sharp a downtrend. It was me- it wasn't consistently two year, it mediocre. It wasn't two years off. Yeah, it, it was bad. It wasn't a good situation. But it wasn't two years off a conference championship. No. But what is the 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 irony or the coincidence that that was the last game of the season in this horrible season, and that's who Dave got to talk to uh, before going to the podium? And and Dave is speaking in front of Javon Overshone, in front of Mac Rhodes. Dave in front of President Livingstone at his press conference on Saturday. I bet it didn't hurt to throw in Neil Brown in West Virginia as an example. Yeah. Because Neil said to him post-game, hey, man, I just went through this. You'll get through it coming out happy on the other side. Now, is that true? It hasn't been true for almost anyone else in college football that's gotten this same treatment. Look what A&M did with Jimbo. That didn't work. Most of the time, when you give a guy an extra year, already knowing his deficiencies do not make him a capable head coach, there's no way out. There's no nope. assistant in the world you can hire to make this thing tick. That's what I said. For every Neil Brown you have where it does work for one year, but by the way, West Virginia had maybe the easiest schedule in the conference, and like the jury is still out on our second-worst schedule in the con- or easiest schedule in the conference. Baylor being the, the easiest. The jury is still out on whether this is more than just a one-year success. Um, but for every one of those, you have... 
more Scott Frost, Jimbo Fishers, Dino Babers, by the way, yeah. who they hung on to far too long at Syracuse and it didn't get better. Boston College will have it with Jeff Halfley, even though he made a bowl game this year. They'll be stuck with him. Like this, For every one of the Neil Browns of the world, there's four or five of these other ones that don't work out. And it just feels like that's what Baylor's headed towards. And for Neil Brown, they're going to suck next season. And, yeah. I, and I know I, that wouldn't shock me at all. I know that that's a that's a tired argument. It is. It's a tired argument because everybody said they'd suck this off season, but they're going to come back with a roster next year and likely just go five and seven, seven and five. Even if they go seven and five, for what? At a place like West Virginia, where Dana Holgerson was winning double digit games. Yeah, and in this new look conference, they should be like a Baylor. Every couple of years should be in that hunt at the least. We're not talking about five and seven for Baylor. No. If it was five and seven, I think we are having more of a touch grass, different conversation mm-hmm. of you needed to fire him, but at least you won three conference yep, games. And you were a couple of bounces away from being in a bowl game again. And you were competitive down he had, the stretch. He had to play a lot of freshmen. This will get better next year. That seems like a much more easier turnaround. You had that great upset against Iowa State. I mean, anything. You didn't you go... That, that thriller over Houston in overtime. You didn't go 1-7 at home, which is a baffling part of this. What is so dumbfounding is this this coach found a way to go 1-7 at home. Found a way. That's, that's like, hard. That's really, really hard to it's do. difficult, yeah. Told you in week six, we're trying to treat every home game like a road game. Whatever the hell that means. <laughs> Then, That's just a bad. Then told you in week seven, I don't really like the whole, NIL, the whole NIL thing. Then told you in week eight, we had a hell of a practice on Tuesday. Then told you in week nine, I don't really like the NIL or transfer portal thing. <sighs> told you in week 10, we're going to get better at NIL. We just didn't execute this week. Week 11, oh, we're a young team. Excuse after excuse after excuse with the same start to every conversation being disappointed we lost, happy with the effort. And guess what you're going to get I'm next season? I'm getting triggered just hearing this. Guess what you're going to get next season? Thought our guys fought. Disappointed with the loss. execution issue. Happy with the effort. The only... Thought we had a great week of practice. The, the one saving, if I'm going to touch grass here, they have brought Dave Aranda back to suffer. Because that's what next is year is that, going to be. Yeah, I mean, is that the, the whole of this? Maybe what Mac is doing, he could never say it, is saying, look, the buyout's big. We can't justify that. And what's even worse than the buyout being big is there's just, there's not a way with the 2024 football schedule you can bring, a, bring in a first-year head coach and set them up for success. Yeah, He says, this is Mac Rhodes, could be Mac Rhodes saying, look, we just need Dave Aranda to go into 2024 and just lose. We need to delay the inevitable for a year. It's it, that keeping him through 2024 will, will help us, won't set us back, because a new head coach would just get run through next season and everybody be pissed off. Like it, let's just say we're in this spot next year, next late November, early December. Baylor's not made a bowl game, but Mac Rhodes has just hired, recently fired Ohio State head coach Ryan Day. And Mac comes out and says, "You know, I was really on the fence last year. Yeah, I didn't think there was a good enough candidate." To come and take this position in the program, take the program the direction we needed it to go. Yeah. But now we have it with Ryan Day. That would be the like the only way 
that he could salvage something like this. Yeah. Because, A, I don't know if he's thinking like that, but that would be the only thing that would make the fans at this point be like, okay, yeah, all right, fine. We suffered through another year of Dave Aranda, but we got this, this nationally rated head coach. That, to me, is like the only thing that could, that could salvage this decision. Yeah. And, and from a fan's perspective. You know, there, there, there is some leverage to... And I know we can't say that now, obviously. Oh, you ready for this? Who is, Why not? And it might not be the most glaring obvious thing. Who is the best assistant of the Dave Aranda era? Mm. I'll give you a hint. He's the head coach of Texas Tech. <laughs> yeah, he's been the most successful, sure. Most impactful once he left. Who the, who's the best player of the Dave Aranda era? Jalen Petrie. Who's second? Terrell Bernard. Who's third? Uh, JT Woods or Tyquan Thornton? Yeah. <laughs> Tyquan who's Thornton. Be- who's the best assistant of the Dave Aranda era? Joey McGuire. What do they all have in common? They uh, did not come in under Dave Aranda. No. Not, not only are they all not at Baylor anymore, but they weren't even hired by Dave Aranda. Since Joey left, he's gone 14-11 at Tech. Was ahead of schedule going 8-4 and four in year one. Baylor's gone nine and sixteen, one and seven at home. David Randa's great with the assistant coach he didn't hire. An assistant recruiter he didn't hire. With players he didn't bring in. I I pose a question that you brought up again, that Aaron brought up again. What? What do you point to? Outside of saying culture, of which there is none. I had a conversation with a buddy. We're friends, both of us friends with him. Red Rankin yesterday. Mm-hmm. Sitting at dinner at Chewy's. Good, good for- and I was like, yeah, they probably kept Dave for a culture hire. And, and Red said, there isn't any culture. And I thought, what an, what an interesting thought. We if needed you, someone who was outside of the Baylor sphere to think like that. Right. This is a guy that is West Virginia culture? fan grew up in Georgia. What culture? I started to think about it. What is it? If, you had, if somebody said, what's the culture of Baylor University? It's not of winning. Baylor football. Yeah. Uh, of Baylor football. It's not of success. Dave Aranda's Baylor football. It's of... It's a person over play, but then what, is, what, what does that mean? Academic throw, all Big 12. We throw the word culture around like, oh yeah, you know, that's just the culture here. The, wait a second, what? Yeah, I mean, you look at it from, from beyond our sphere. Oh, well, I saw X amount of players enter the transfer portal last year. They run through assistance every other year, essentially. Culture they're, of they're settling. Firing, so, and, and they're not winning football games. So what is the culture? Yeah, yeah. And I thought, actually, Elliot Coffey made a great point on the post-game show, which was right here on our airwaves. And he said, look, this is kind of, you know, it's not the first time I've said this this year, but, you know, the guys gave a great effort tonight. But when I played here at Baylor, teams used to be limping off the field against us. They were thankful to just get through the game against us, whether they beat us or not. And, And I see that against what teams playing Kansas State. All the time. I saw it with teams playing TCU last year. Yeah. You haven't, you haven't had that in the two years that Dave Aranda has had his, all his players, all his coaches. Haven't had that. Effort has been questioned at every turn, as it should have been. Oh. Results are highly questioned at two every turn. Two kickoff return touchdowns. Don't know if you saw the sideline. What sideline? You would have had no The players are taking a nap. Richard Reese took two touchdowns to the house. Nobody, nobody cared. Nobody was watching. So what? What is that's a What's great the culture? Question. What is the culture? 
And Where's get, your culture? And don't give what's the most important part of your culture? Not the man cave. And don't give me the canned, oh, it's person over player. It's about doing the right thing when no one's looking. It's a culture of integrity. It's a culture of, of you know, being the most stand-up character group that we can be. Welcome to college football. I get it. It's admirable. It's great. It's awesome on Sunday morning. You know who else probably has that? Illinois. Maryland. Minnesota. Boston College. Row the boat. Cal. Yeah. Washington sure. State. Abilene Christian. Sure. Tarleton. I, this would be a beautiful, beautiful setup at Abilene Christian, who is not Power 5, who's not Division One FBS. Just go have your culture there. That's great. And this is the largest private Baptist university in the world. Doesn't mean you can't win football games. Nope. In fact, it has been proven exactly the opposite. Doesn't mean the football games can't be at the apex. Winning football games can't be at an apex of your athletic department. What is what is the culture? Here's here's it's almost I, like this third rail that if we do treat football as importantly as some of these other schools do, we're going to lose ourselves. People aren't going to like that. Yeah. When that is just so far from the truth. Like anyone who works around college sports or colleges in general knows and yet can't understate how important a football program is to a university, especially one like Baylor that isn't the major state school. Yes, Drake. I see it so often too. It's like, you know, our football program went three and nine, but we had, you know, this amount of guys who volunteered this much time and this amount of guys that are all Big 12 and they're all going to church. They're all, and I, again, that is so admirable. But it can't be an excuse for losing football games. No. Not at a, not no. at a Power 5 school. It, it, it's great. And I, I am right there in the thick of it. I think that, the, that is the best part of the program. That is the best part of what David Rain has done, is building that high-character individuals. But if it comes without winning any football games, that's where the issue is in a business where you have to win football games. Cam, can we go back to your Walmart example? 100%. Of Do hey, it. they they help out. They help out in the community, yep. and yep. yep, um, and they they you know give shelter after storms and everything like that, and that's all fantastic. But if you don't move product, the place goes out of business. If I'm a salesman, if I'm a salesman in this office right here, I come in every day, big smile on my face. I'm here on time. I leave on time. I am the best. I I, I bring food for the potluck. I'm the best employee they have. I go to church every Sunday. I'm inviting other employees in this place to church. But I have not made a sale in six months. Guess what I'm going to be. Fired. Fired. Our show. Is it great that we like each other? I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't say like. But, okay, like, you know, the, the old ladies love listening to us in the car. But if we don't draw any ratings, we're fired. Yes. That's not the case with Baylor football. They like the guy. The results have not mattered. The standard. The future results are the only thing. The, the future possibility results are the only things they're kind of hanging their hat on right now. Not the four years that we have seen, but rather what it can be. Where's your Maybe. Culture? Where's your culture? Oh, uh, I have a great example, but it's a Boston sports one, so I'm not going to use it. We're pushing a break. Before we go to break. Everyone's like, thank God. On the question, where's your to culture? my part, not the break. I want to pitch this to you. On the question, where's your culture? Let's read off the schedule next year. Give me wins and losses. <laughs> Tarleton State. Uh, that's a win. How about... College this football. is like Mike and the Mad Dogs. It's great. 12-team expanded college football playoff bound Air Force. Where's that game? It's in McLean. Uh, it's still, that's, a, that's a coin flip for me. Yep. You know we're what? a ranked team this year. You're going to want to give it to the Bears. I'll give it a win. Great. I'll give it a win. And that, that is 
a bit of a stretch right now. I'm not going to lie to you. It wouldn't surprise me if Air Force comes in and wins. At Utah. Loss. At Houston. <laughs> Loss. BYU. I mean, I'm a new head coach in his first. Like, they had some talent this year for Houston. They didn't put it together. I mean, you can, but, again, you can give them a win because they're going to be sparse. BYU. At home. I'll say that's a win because either BYU or Houston is a win. TCU. Loss. Oklahoma State. Loss. Kansas. Loss. Colorado. Probably a loss. I was on the road, I think. At Iowa State. Loss. At Texas Tech. Loss. At West Virginia. Loss. That was a hell of a 4 and 8 year you just had. I mean, it's a hell of a 4 and 8 year. Where's your culture? Where's your like culture? My and again, best it case makes... right now, looking at it right now in November of 2023, the best case I look at that schedule is maybe a 6-6. Six and six. And guess what? And that's the standard. Maybe that's why you... Oh, hell, that's way above the standard. 3-9 and nine keeps you above the standard. Yeah, but it's not, it's not shattering any glass ceilings. And maybe that's why Mac and company held on to Dave Aranda. Because God forbid the new guy have to put up with that. God mm, forbid yeah. the new guy. Let's just fire all the assistants so it looks pretty. Again. Fire them again. And then just... Try next season to not suck. This is the Drake Toll Show. Scott Drew and the Bears on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears back home in the Farrell Center on Tuesday, hosting the Nichols Colonels. 6.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 7 p.m. tip-off Tuesday. Baylor Bear Basketball with Pat and John all season long here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. With tens of thousands of satisfied patients across America, it's no surprise QC Kinetics gets five-star reviews. I'm feeling on top of the world because of QC Kinetics. I'm able to do the things that I wasn't able to do for a long time. I can recommend them highly. I would recommend QC to anybody. QC Kinetics has changed my life. I couldn't believe it. I honestly was skeptical, but the pain went from a 10 to a zero. Real people with real lasting relief from joint pain. QC Kinetics Regenerative Medicine is regenerating me. This non-surgical approach is definitely the future. I tell as many people as possible. I am an ambassador. I love QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in advanced regenerative medicine. No drugs, no surgery. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. That's 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. Everyone at Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac loves giving back to the Central Texas community. Once again, they are participating in the U.S. Marine Corps Toys for Tots campaign, and they are asking for your support. Toys for Tots is an annual campaign that helps less fortunate children throughout the United States experience the joy of Christmas. Now through December 7th, listeners of this radio station are invited to participate in Toys for Tots by bringing a new unwrapped toy to Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac and drop it in the bed of the 2024 GMC Sierra pickup truck on the showroom floor. The Marines will then distribute those toys to children in need throughout Central Texas. Also, if you purchase an in-stock new or pre-owned vehicle from their dealership, Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac will purchase $100 worth of toys in your name for the Marines to distribute. Merry Christmas from your friends at Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. 900 West Loop 340 at the Imperial Drive Exit Waco. 
You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. 1424 Bistro, located in downtown Waco, has been serving Central Texas for over 20 years. 1424 Bistro, the restaurant that helped create the fine dining experience Waco is best known for. 1424 Bistro provides a unique and fine dining experience so many Wacoans have known and loved for many, many years. 1424 Bistro is dedicated to providing exquisite dishes that are fresh, hearty, and simply unforgettable. Waco's home for good food, wine, and conversation. From fresh seafood, steaks, lamb, to chicken piccata, and of course, let's not forget about some of their incredible appetizers like flaming cheese and calamari, and finish off with their white chocolate bread pudding or creme brulee. Come enjoy dinner at 1424 Bistro in downtown Waco on 1424 Washington Avenue. Come enjoy tonight. King of the road. Raise your hand if you're a Secretariat fan. A UBO Business Services Secretariat is our inspiration. Secretariat gave his finest performance in the 1973 Belmont Stakes. He completed the race in a record 2 minutes, 24 seconds, winning by a record 31 lengths. This is our inspiration. Our goal is to outpace our competitors by providing an unrivaled customer experience. Reach out to UBO Business Services by calling Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. giving me bad flashbacks by the way from the this was the chicago Chicago blackhawks goal song for years and i'm i'm right back to june 2013 watching my bruins lose at the cup final you know they had me that Aranda conversation i was right there with him then these guys started talking about blackhawks and hockey and (laughs) stuff and i was done hey i don't even know what sport it was at least can at least you don't have to worry about that anymore they they lose in the first round yeah Chicago doesn't even make it there. We lose the first. So yes, you're right, Aaron. I don't. I don't have to worry about that. I don't have to worry about Brian Pickle and Jonathan Taves and Patty Kane and my nightmares and still trying to argue that Corey Crawford's still pretty mid, but he won two Stanley Cups. You haven't said a word about my glasses today, by the way. <clears throat> what do you want? Word. What do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? I just wanted a compliment. I just wanted to. I said. Why, you think I'm going to do that? Aaron did. Aaron called me a nerd today. That took a while to get there. So did that sweatshirt you're wearing. That finally come in? No, I had this. I got this on the Sunday after they won. That still took a long time. No, I, you ordered it right after they won the pennant. Yeah, true. You true. didn't get to wear it during the World Series at About all. Ten days, yeah. Um, you think Dana Holgerson would come be the OC? Just like a, just like Dana, please. It would be a a massive favor. Just Dana, please. they did work together. Attack. Okay. Dave calls him like Dana. That would be the that would be the best case scenario. Dave calls him Dana. I got one year, man. Come run a house. You can live in my pool house. Dana, I know you don't want to do TV. Just please, one year, Dana. Just just please. 
Uh, how old? I actually think Dana would be better off doing a year of TV and and getting another head coaching job. The, the, the Dan Mullen route, who is still in TV. Yeah, but I, I mean, and look, it's not going to be like a huge job for Holgerson, but he would get like a Ohio or Toledo. Dana's or, only fifty-two. He's an old-looking yeah, yeah. fifty-two. But then again, he could take the gamble, do a year at Baylor, and get a job at a place like I don't know West Virginia. I don't know if he'd be able to succeed there, but. God knows he wouldn't. There's no way he'd ever win at West Virginia. They might. West Virginia might still fire Neil Brown and go after Jimbo this year. Jeez, he's a West Virginia native. I think Jimbo takes a year off and then they do probably for the best for on Jimbo's case. Yep, yep. Just go live on a beach for a second, chill, cash that paycheck. Who died today in history? Celebrity birthdays are coming up next in John's show. So who died today? Horace. Horace died today. What year? Horace the the one the Roman Republican poet Horace. 56 years old, by the way. And he died in 112. He never got to meet our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Eight. I thought we agreed that these would all be Anno Domini. I, sorry, had to break the rules a bit for Horace. <laughs> Come on. 8 BC. 8 BC. Ada Lovelace. Oh, that's a little more modern. English mathematician. The yeah. first computer programmer died today of... Uterine cancer. That's a tough way to go. 1963. Especially in 1852, having uterine cancer. That's a tough (laughs) way to go. I don't wish that on my worst. I don't wish that on Dave Aranda. I don't wish that on anybody. I don't even think they had... George Nelson. Babyface Nelson. American bank robber and gangster died today. 1910. You'll remember George Nelson is the character in Oh Brother Where Art Thou it says Jesus saves George Espo Nelson scores on the rebound. George Nelson withdraws. Also says uh, cows, I hate cows worse than coppers. And then proceeds to open fire on the livestock. So in nineteen thirty three. Say what line of work what line of work are you in, George? Nineteen thirty four. Ooh, bang close on that one. He did get to see the end of Prohibition. Good for him. Herman Hollis died today. FBI agent who was shot and killed by George Nelson. I didn't even know the FBI existed. Uh, so then we're going to go out of... Oh, no. I think I know what you're doing here. Yeah. Is it 1934? Absolutely. Was it the same Absolute encounter? Same shootout. <laughs> That's a good one. Okay. Sam Cowley died today. FBI agent... Shot and killed by George Nelson. Uh, 2002. <laughs> Close. About 70 years off there. Try again. 1934? Bingo. In the mm. same shootout, George got between two between those them. two. I think if George was with us now, he'd say, sure, I went down, but I got two of them on the way out. Uh, James Braid, the Scottish golfer and course designer. What did he design? Because they were famous. Golf courses. Was Golf there course. a famous course that he designed? St. Know. Andrews, that's fairly modern. British Open. Um, 1942. 1950. Died in 1950. Harvey Milk. Ooh. 1978. Bingo. Oh, yeah, baby. Harvey Milk. I'm an ally. Dies. I'm an ally. Uh, Steven Hillenberg, cartoonist of yes. SpongeBob. SpongeBob SquarePants, 2020. 2018. Oh, okay. And Mick Megan, Irish soccer defender. 
That's just a perfect Irish name. Uh, 2022. 2022. 2022. Mick Megan. This day in sports history, New York Times dubs baseball America's game. Ooh. That's going to be early. Yeah, it's, it's back there. 1903. 1870. That's a little bit. Way back. ahead of the punch. The New York Times nailed it. I think it was unofficially invented in what, 1869? Uh, maybe because yes. it's right. Yes, Civil 100th War. anniversary Civil patch War. was 1969. Tom Harmon in this Ooh, year yeah, wins maybe. the sixth ever Heisman Trophy. Michigan halfback Tom 1940. Harmon. Nailed it. Father of Mark Harmon, one of the all-time greats. How did you know he won the Heisman in 1940? I used to be able to rattle off at least the first 10. Heisman I can't winners. do it anymore. Yeah, I had, a, I had a great book that was a Christmas present. Big coffee table picture book. Wow. And every page was a new Heisman Trophy winner would give this whole great this? lowdown of their career. He knows the Heisman winner from 1940. Unbelievable. Yeah. What yeah. And what, I show? mean, if you hadn't said sixth, I might have said 39 or 38, but I probably would have gotten there if I thought about it. But once you said sixth, Drake, that's over. 1935, the first one, Jay Burwanger. The only, today in sports history, the only ever win for the Dallas Texans. They beat the Chicago Bears in the Rubber Bowl in Akron, Ohio. 1960. They finished 1-11 in 1952. Was the Rubber right, Bowl so the game between one. the two worst teams? It's a neutral site game between the <laughs> that, Bears. Which would be awesome if that's the case. The Dallas Texans only We win should still. Oh, my God. All time. How does the NFL not do that now for the number one pick? That'd be awesome. Make them play again. Like, the winner gets the number one pick. I've always thought that about drafts, by the way. Yeah. Specifically the NBA, because their tanking was harder. Or, like, they did it harder than the NFL did yeah. until now. Um, like the worst team in the league should get like the sixth pick mm-hmm. okay. and you know what I mean? Like the, yeah. the, the teams that slot in like three or four out of the playoff spot should get a, the number one seed. This day in sports pick. history, 1966. <sighs> no, actually this is not 66. I read the wrong thing. Good. Because Thankfully. that's what you're Oof. not. Supposed I'm supposed to, to ask you the year. In this year, the University of Texas linebacker Tommy Nobis, number one pick by the Atlanta Falcons in the 1967, NFL draft. First it was ever picked by the Falcons. Actually, 66. Oh. Uh, I had to throw Is their first season 67 with the Dolphins? Maybe. I don't know. Oh, one of the all-time great defensive players. Isn't that the great way. that they used to have the Nobis. NFL? They Ooh, would just play the season. Mean as a rattlesnake. They'd play the football seasons, pro and college, and they just have the NFL draft. So, you yeah. know what, boys? We saw enough. Let's just do it right here, right now. It's great. We should have Lark talk about Tommy Nobis a little bit. Tiger Woods wins player of the year for the 11th time. I'm I'm not a golf guy, so I'm going to go off only what we say in the intro of the show. 2005? 2013. Tiger Woods, yeah. 2013. A post-accident, really? He was golf for the year? That's Good crazy. for him, man. And <laughs> last but not least. Post, I should say post-first accident. Per, first First Career threatening accident. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. The accident. The other one was worse. Uh, Roseberg wins the F1 championship. German Mercedes driver Nico Roseberg, that is, in what year? 2017. In Abu Dhabi. He wins the title by five points is over that right? Lewis Are you Hamilton. Kidding? Are you kidding? 2016. Oh, right there. Oh, right there. Man. On the well, it was, it was pretty easy for me to venture a guess there, but it would have been unbelievable if I got it right. Hey, guess what? I didn't get fired today. You didn't get well, fired the today. The day is still young. Aaron didn't get fired today. Dave Aranda didn't get fired today. Jeff Grimes did. Oh. Do you have to throw that one out there? That happened. I That's nailed 
two Diet Cokes over the course of the show. I think you were sitting at one. That is a record for the Drake Toll Show. That's going to keep me awake. Coming up, John Morris going to talk to you about the Baylor volleyball team who is going to the NCAA tournament for the 12th time all time. At large bid. Shout out to Coach Ryan McGuire and the ladies. Then Matt Mosley is going to give you a rundown of this weekend in golf. This has been and always will be. Thank you for making it your lunchtime listen every single day. Cameron Stewart, Aaron Sexton, The Drake Toll Show. Recently on the John Moore Show. Max Muncy, uh, Baylor Baseball, headed into the Baylor Athletics Hall of Fame. Thank you very much. It means uh, kind of kind of means everything, you know. It's um, Baylor. It's such a special special place, not only in my heart, and my family's hearts. You know, it's a uh, it's where I met my wife, and it's where I learned about becoming a man. And baseball was always the afterthought, and it's uh, it, it's just a place that helped me further who I am. Tune into the Voice of the Bears weekdays from two to three p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. At CMC Auto Group, we don't have a popcorn machine in the lobby or any other crazy gimmick to get you in the door. I'm Justin Kramer. When you walk in, you will be greeted by me or Julio. We have been selling quality, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs for the last 20 years by offering upfront best cash price to save you time and money. At CMC Auto Group, I want to invite you to come by Highway 6 and Imperial, shake my hand, and see what makes us different. Waco Jewelers has exciting news. Our 75% off sale event is back. Yes, you heard it right. 75% off almost everything in the store. Get huge savings on GIA certified diamonds, beautiful wedding rings, and wedding bands. Be sure to view our exclusive bridal selection from Gabriel & Company, New York. Each piece a work of art. Plus, no interest financing available and trade-ins are welcome. And we'll see you here at Waco Jewelers. Under the spinning diamond. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixins. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Does the thought of mice, rats, or other rodents taking up residence in your walls or attic make you feel uncomfortable? Once inside, these unwanted critters can cause thousands of dollars in damage to your home. The experts at 855-BUGS can identify points of entry and eliminate them. We use a variety of methods to keep rodents out. Be proactive, not reactive.